0: Welcome, Pathfolk, to the Find the Path Adventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path.
1: Where we're in a waxy, waxy room.
2: No, the room is normal. There's
1: just figurines. <laughs> it's full of wax people. That's waxy. We're in
2: Madame Tussaud's, like,
3: Taldor Wax edition. Museum
1: of Taldor? Hey, we got yes. it for free. <laughs> right next like to the, the Ripley's, believe it or not. That
3: Madame Tussaud's is just international, or like interdimensional. There's one everywhere, <laughs> literally. Yes. I mean, it would explain a maybe? lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
2: There's also a world where we're all wax and the people are, that's like meat. Yeah. Puppets instead of, you know, like a reverse is what I'm trying to get to here. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those days. Gross. I mean, first <laughs> off,
0: we are all ghosts piloting meat puppets, but I do love that held up by calcium sticks. Ooh.
3: <laughs> mannequins didn't bother me when i was a kid but the fact it's, that they're all now faceless i think is it's creepier. the
2: context of a mannequin right yeah. if you're in a store shopping for clothes fine if it's dark or it's like liminal space where like nobody's there and it's like creepy then it's yeah. bad if
0: you wake up and there's a mannequin in your hallway now that's, now you have that's reason to that's be a friend yes, do you creepy. guys remember
3: that movie from the 80s i think it was actually called mannequin about the mannequin who came to life and the, it was like a rom-com the guy fell in love with her No, I don't remember that. I've heard of
1: it. I've never actually seen it. Is that the weirder version of Bicentennial Man?
2: Or Barbie? Wasn't there a Barbie movie? Well, what are we Uh, doing anyway?
0: Yeah, so looking uh, out for circles. I suppose jumping Mm. back in with. Going back and launching back into this, when last we had left our heroes, our noble scions, uh, now lost, uh, lost in history, if you will, lost deep beneath the Senate building in the heart of Taldor, had made their way out from the escape room that they had found themselves in, the uh, the mm-hmm. panic room, if you will, the hidey hole down here for the uh, Senator Vortos, and uh, had discovered other survivors, uh, specifically the Lord Wilfin Botols. Uh, whose uncle had invited him and was a senator and uh, is now unfortunately dead, as you had found his dead body.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: His uh, uncle's previous squire, and uh, now apparently unbeknownst to him adopted son, uh, Sir Guy Vaston.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. but he has the paperwork now, and Guy mm-hmm. is pretty cool.
0: He seems like a nice guy.
3: He's he's doing his best.
0: The two of them had been in the company of uh, Lady Gail Urbane, mm-hmm. uh, who seemed mm-hmm. to be uh, kind of like the mediator between the two of them, as uh I think uh, I think only two of you would realize that there was a yeah a, a little something that went on between uh, Lord Wilfen yeah. and Felix uh, and Verity Sergi. were like
4: mm.
0: yeah uh, you'd also met the uh, arch banker Zubari who had been mm-hmm. here as a guest of Senator Trant um, as well as uh, Senator Trant's daughter uh, Dame Alphane Trant who apparently had uh, unfortunately witnessed the murder of her father.
2: She's not as much of a jerk right now.
0: Kind of going through some things, it seems. Uh, rounding out this uh, half dozen individuals that you have rescued thus far included uh, Amisto Schoolbrun, who was a uh, apparently a halfling aide to one of the senators, mm-hmm. uh, and also seems to have been uh, transported down here when everything went to crap. Yep,
1: must have yes. been the worst to go down to a place and it's completely dark and you're all alone. Mm. Like that's the worst. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: But and he drank a ton of potions. He drank a ton <laughs> yeah. of potions. So many shot.
1: Luckily for him, all of them were beneficial.
0: I don't know how often someone's just like, excuse me, sir, would you please carry this vial of potion for me? Don't worry, it's marked. Don't drink the green one. And then you're in the dark and it's like, oh, God, which
5: <laughs> one's the green one? I don't know.
0: Like, start sniffing them. Yep. Uh. They all taste terrible. I just imagine all of them taste like cough syrup. You had then uh. continued on and made your way out of the the initial entry area, this long, large room that seemed to have been basically where everyone else had been teleported. So you're going to guess that... uh. The senator Vortos uh, paid a lot of extra money or pulled some strings to have like a big, complex escape room where or safe room. I keep saying escape room because that's kind of what it turned out to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, panic turned room.
1: into an escape room.
0: <laughs> His panic room was more of a panic like mansion,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. like a bunker. Bunker, yes, it's definitely. Yeah, a bunker. his
0: aides would have their own room, and he'd have his own room that he could stay in for a couple of days. And there was a bar there, stocked full of liquors, so that they could <laughs> enjoy themselves while they're so hanging that out. they
1: could continue to take care of him while he waited out the the
5: chaos above. And worst case scenario, you light your martinis and throw them at people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like that, uh, how everyone during the uh, the Red Scare and all the rest of that stuff would have their own like mini fallout shelters. But yeah. some people like went to the max where they basically had an entire house underground. And then some mm-hmm. people were like, eh, it's one room; it'll keep me alive for a little bit.
2: You know, like Blast from the Past, that Brendan Fraser movie that was
0: great. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, Christopher Walken was dead. dad.
4: Movie,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which was unrelated to the one where he was a caveman. Yes, yes that's a different yes. movie. Which was yeah. yeah,
6: Encino Man. I think that
2: was Encino Man. <laughs> yeah, mm. and that is unrelated. Yeah to George in the Jungle.
0: That's yes. Yes.
6: Is, Hands
0: down. <laughs> all of it, all of it is Frazier's tangentially related to us. the ongoing <laughs> renaissance that we're in right now. We just, we just have so
4: never
6: ended for some of us. We have been ongoing.
0: <laughs> all right. We're spiraling.
6: We're having a struggle.
0: <laughs> we are. After that, you had made your way from uh, the initial area that you'd entered into a, uh, a museum where he had actually managed to procure some equipment, although not before having to duke it out with a pair of phantom armors. That mm. was wild.
1: I was gonna say, there's there's been ghosts. We were warned, and we we were not wrong. There are ghosts everywhere, every room, yeah. every this single wax room. place, full of ghosts.
0: <laughs> but yeah, finishing that fight, uh, you had equipped yourselves with a number of uh, weapons and armor. I believe uh, Gwen finally got a bastard sword that she was looking for. I think a couple of you upgraded your equipment, uh, I got notably, some armor.
3: Yeah, I got some armor.
0: And notably, you found uh, the legendary crossbow uh, Dignity's Barb that you had heard about when you were <laughs> up on the Senate floor before.
3: Mm-hmm. And we gave Rich what we couldn't cool. use to Gi because mm-hmm. he was the only one of our little entourage that was like stepping forward to help besides the cleric. So he's like he was like, you get all the armor that none of the rest of us can use. Sir. Hey, dude
0: has dude has three levels of warrior. He's not a yeah. he's yeah. not a slouch.
3: Yeah,
2: have this plate mail because hey. none of us are heavy armor people right now. <laughs>
0: I mean, Wilfen's doing pretty good. I think he's got, like, two levels of aristocrat, so... Eh, hey.
4: mm.
0: Aristocrat's that almost him, like, a PC simple class. He did <laughs> not <laughs> step
3: forward and actually act like he was going to protect anybody. He just kind of stood there, like... It was two levels of
5: aristocrat,
1: not two levels of hero. <laughs> he took a
5: half step. Yes, he Where, did take a half step.
3: He
2: took a full step. That's
0: true, yes. <laughs> so he's and half And so hero. he gets the banded mail. But yeah, you had then uh, pressed on, uh, after identifying some of these uh, these items and equipping yourself, sadly not identifying Dignity's Barb, um, as apparently is... No,
1: any idea what it does? We know what it's called, and that's it. Nope. Well, no, you hey, guys roll. actually
0: rolled pretty decently. The problem is, is it's uh yeah. it's a powerful weapon. But then you decided uh, you had two doors to choose from—one on the left and one on the right. You decided to go through the door on the left, and I uh, suppose that's where we'll launch things back off again. A room of mannequins. So as we were uh, discussing before, you'd open the door and stepped into a large rectangular chamber. Uh, From left to right, you say over 30 feet wide and probably 30 feet deep. A host to a celebration frozen in time. A number of gaudy nobles crowd the corners of this room, all of which are dressed in ostentatious and pretentious fashions of bygone years. Tremendous wigs, some of them three feet high, soar towards the ceiling overhead, (laughs) uh, each covered in thick layers of dust and cobwebs. A large gaggle of wax nobles fill the center of the chamber, each aristocrat presenting a jovial or mocking leer as it stares out blankly. One of the figures is sprawled on the floor, its shirt cut open, and overlapping circles cut into its waxen chest Mm -hmm. and face.
3: Gwen's urge is to just reach past Verity and Oliver and shut the door. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nope. There could be nothing of value in this room. <laughs> uh, also, as a reminder, you had seen uh, a number of uh, circles, circles, almost yeah, innumerable circles, circles yeah. drawn all over and the previous chamber Some of them
3: well. were erased and redone, so they were perfect. They're all freaking perfect circles. Yeah.
5: Good band, actually. Yeah, the band's nowhere to be heard, but (laughs) (laughs) still plenty of perfect Beyond these
0: mannequins, as you look into the room, you can see that there are three exits from this chamber, other than the one that you've come in from. So saying that the one you've come in from is an entrance, there's a door on your right, a door on your left. And then beyond the uh, the gaggle of nobles and their massive wigs, you can see on the far side of the room, another door exiting the chamber. Uh, What would each of you like to do?
2: Verity's going to go look at this perfect circle mannequin.
1: Okay. Uh, so Cornelius will do the uh, the old detect magic game and see if maybe any of their jewelry happens to be, I don't know, amulets of natural armor or rings of protection. Something helpful. <laughs> Something okay. useful for me especially. <laughs> so squishy. All right. <laughs> go
3: ahead. So I'll go to the, I guess, the northeast corner and check out these nobles. Okay. And I'm also by that door, so if anything busts through it, I'm right there.
0: Gwen makes her way forward, keeps a hand on her bastard sword, and eye on that door as she approaches this uh, this other group of nobles. They all uh, all three of them seem to be standing in a uh, basically a triangle. All of them uh, simultaneously raising to clink their glasses together in the center. Hmm.
4: Hmm.
6: Felix will probably take the northwest set of nobles. See if I can't recognize any of them. How good are these wax statues, after all?
0: You're going to uh, make a race Speaking, they are... You can't tell whether or not they're done as caricature or if they're done of individuals that overly apply makeup. As mm. their cheeks <laughs> are so ruddy as to almost be like red circles on the sides of their faces, and their lips are so bright as to almost be as bright of red as said circles. Uh, uh, each of them have overly exaggerated expressions. But oh, other than that, like as far as... Clownish. Uh, as far as uh, anatomy of each of the creatures, they do all seem to be well-proportioned. Just <laughs> yes, you just call them creatures?
3: Everybody? Did you just hear that? Yes, everybody
1: take yeah.
0: notes This bad be bad.
6: Uh, I like, default to it use the word creatures all the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: wax figure troop. Sometimes
6: it's an intentional slip of the tongue. A wax
5: figure troop.
0: <laughs> no,
6: <laughs> we're only second level.
0: <laughs> to be no, fair. I use the term creature all the time when referring to my cats, too. So. <laughs> I mean, like, cats are creatures. Useless little creatures.
6: Yeah, usually when they've done something stupid. Useless.
5: Oliver? I suppose I will, uh, I guess I'll take the southeast corner and see if I can't notice anything about the wax figures over there.
0: So you all make your way forward, scatter about the room. Uh, for those of you making your way towards the outside of the room, again, through the gloom as the, uh, the light plays from your various light sources here, the ceiling uh, stretches up, and in each one of the corners of the room are basically a support pillar that then curves inwards, uh, where all of them meet at the very center of the room, basically forming an almost dome hmm. over all of your heads. The walls here are covered in faded and peeling wallpaper, Although wallpaper is specifically designed to make it look like almost like all these nobles are standing inside of a gazebo or some form of outdoor venue. Mm-hmm. So that the wallpaper makes it look like there's a pond off towards the side with some geese uh, splashing in the water and a nearby forest that you can see off towards one side with a pair of uh, a doe and a buck standing there watching through the forest leaves uh, towards the nobles all gathered here. Mm-hmm. Due to, of course, the cobwebs, the pilling of the wallpaper, its faded nature and such, it does not create quite the illusion that it probably (laughs) was intentionally creating when this place was new. Felix, Gwen, Oliver, you may all make me a perception roll. Verity, you may make me a sense motive if you'd like.
1: That's a weird one. That's a bad sign. The thing on the ground is playing dead. Probably.
3: It's very possible.
2: But sense motive is better for me than perception, so I will take it. Oh, Verity rolls a 15 for a 20 on her sense motive.
3: Coin rolls a one for a six. Ouch. Felix
6: rolled a uh, an eight for a 17.
5: So Oliver rolled a three for a three. Woo.
0: Oh. Yikes. So Oliver, you make your way over towards these uh, these mannequins. They look like creepy mannequins to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you chose the particularly creepy side because there's a mannequin child over here. Oh,
5: good. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's slightly creepier than usual.
0: There's no corn stalks nearby, are there? Not that you see, although there okay. might be some in the the portrait in the background. Mm. It is a strangely, uh, like mm. you know, bleached blonde, almost white-haired child. <laughs> yeah. Gwen, you make your way over to the side, kind of glance over the uh, the mannequins. Although as you reach up to see, are these like properly proportioned or anything like that? You kind of dust away part of this. One of its w- one of the wigs falls off, hits the ground. A cloud of dust <laughs> springs up from this. So you just sort of step away from there and, and keep an eye off towards the door. Fortunately, of course, it's a wig hitting the ground, so it's not a lot of noise. It's just a lot of. Centuries Mm. of dust. Yeah. Uh, Felix, looking over the the three figures off towards the side, all three of these appear to be... You would use the term cavalier, although it seems more along the lines of what most people would consider a Galton cavalier or a previously a northern Taldane cavalier versus a central Taldane cavalier. Uh, The difference is the Galton cavaliers preferred uh, light armor, rapiers, uh, dramatic cloaks. Think something more along the lines of the musketeers. Um, as opposed to the central Taldain Cavaliers, which were fully armored knights on horseback.
3: That makes sense with the wigs and the makeup. That also sounds very French. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are these some corsinas? Is this Galt
2: reference
6: happening in here? (laughs) (laughs) Might be. Might be.
0: Verity, as you look over the body here, you can only really confirm the takeaway that Felix had from the previous room. There doesn't seem to be any reason that this particular mannequin was chosen. There doesn't seem to have been any real rhyme or reason to the patterning of the circles, but it is too deliberate to what you would consider to be almost an obsessive degree.
6: Mm. Yep, it was the same thing I, I thought. thought.
0: Mm. Ah, well, we do have uh, two magic
1: auras here. Uh, one by you, Felix, and one by you, Verity. Mm. There may yeah. be something of use here after all.
2: Well, and I do think Felix is right, the um, whoever or whatever is drawing these circles is doing it quite purposefully, obsessively, even.
1: It does seem odd that it's only one of the mannequins, not the rest.
2: Hmm. Who's the mannequin? Uh, I mean, there's no real reason this mannequin seems to have been chosen. I guess I'll search the center area in general.
3: Yeah, and I'll search around for the magic
6: aura. Okay.
3: I guess Gwen will just kind of keep an eye on the door on the northern wall, since Oliver's over here and Felix is searching that group of mannequins.
5: Okay. I mean, if Cornelius is going to try to narrow down the central one, I guess I'll try to help Felix find the one
0: in the northwestern corner. Okay. Gwen, you turn. You keep an eye on the door. Verity, have Verity go ahead and make me a perception roll.
2: Verity rolls a big 12 for a 12.
0: You find nothing of use here in the center. No. Cornelius and Felix um, and Oliver as well, if he's also detecting magic, may all make me a spellcraft check to attempt to identify the objects that you locate. Oh, I'm not detecting magic. I was just
5: trying to, like, find the object. So okay. if that's not perception. I have to de- I'm, de- yeah, yeah I'm probably I have not actually magic, helping. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping an eye on things. Uh, i
6: roll wow. an
0: 18 for
1: a 27 spellcraft.
6: Uh, I rolled a nat 20 for 26.
1: Hey.
0: Nice. Oh nice. There we go. This Actually, I think that might be Rachel's okay. first nat 20 of this campaign. It is. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even
1: giggle. And lucky <laughs> number 13. Combat, so. <laughs> We've been beat down over the last couple episodes. The, yeah. the the excitement's a little low. So you both
0: find objects of interest. Felix, I imagine, can kind of point this out. Um, out. Oliver can uh, can fish around towards the mannequin in the back and retrieve the Mm. first object. Cornelius, you can let uh, Verity know since she's in amongst the uh, the weeds there. And by weeds, Mm. I mean the dust-covered mannequins and cobwebs. Cornelius, one of the less sizable wigs, although still of exceptional quality, appears to in fact be magical. (laughs) A magic wig? Oh my gosh. It is a fine, relatively shortcut wig. It is currently on the head of one of the female mannequins. Although, if one were to style it down and tie it back, uh, perhaps with a bow, it could make a fine periwig as well uh, okay. for a gentleman.
6: Yeah, we have uh, some iffy experience with wigs, so be careful.
0: <laughs> you are able that's to determine point, that, this, oh uh, that this wig is a hat of disguise.
6: Hmm, uh, however,
0: unlike a standard hat of disguise, uh, when activated, the wig itself can change appearance to any other form of wig. In a <laughs> style and color of the wearer's choice, hmm. and is difficult to distinguish from natural hair. It will fully disguise you just like a hat of disguise. Yeah. But unlike a hat of disguise where you still have to have a hat on, you just have to have a wig on. That's actually really cool. That's actually really cool. That's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? We'll grab that. All right. I'll hand you that wig, I suppose. Very well. Oliver Felix, off towards the side, you find um, a cavalier hat. Uh, So again, think something along the lines of the musketeers. Mm, Yeah. Of uh, red felt with an ostrich plume held in place by a silver pin with a candle design. Hmm.
4: Like the one uh, you're have.
0: able to recognize this as, a, or Felix is able to recognize this as a hat of light oh. uh, basically it's a hat that the pen will glow with the light spell whenever you command it to that's all oh, it that's does cool.
2: mine, I don't have a light spell
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, solved, problem solved we'll hand it it's also incredibly stylish yeah,
2: it doesn't super go with my vibe being red, but I'll put it on my head right now
0: so Felix, Oliver uh, Cornelius, Verity, all of you go ahead and make me a perception roll I'm a little concerned by how many perception rolls we're rolling here. The circle
6: man is somewhere. I rolled a four for a four
2: because Verity is so good at noticing stuff.
1: Very well. Ouch. Uh, I rolled a 17
5: for a 19 for
1: Cornelius.
6: Felix got a 19 for a 28.
5: Nice. Okay. Nice. Oliver also got a four for a four. So, Hooray.
0: (laughs) Virtual high five. Felix will save us. So, you know, Oliver, you, you take down this hat. You know, dust it off to the best of your ability.
3: Oh, that's yeah. what they're distracted by. They're, Verity's like, ah, give me hat.
0: the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Verity's looking over the there and it's like, ooh, hat kind of steps over to take a look at that. Especially once uh, Felix is explaining, oh, it does light things. Great. Sort of leaving uh, Cornelius glancing over this other wig. You take this, kind of roll it around in your hands. Uh, honestly, you're pretty impressed with the magic. It's a fairly, you know, ingenious turn on a standard uh, uh, hat of disguise to make it a wig of disguise. that would be uh, more classy and uh, more available for the Taldane nobles. Yeah. Mm. As you take this. Kind of roll it over in your hands, start to look down at it. You notice that one of the tresses wiggles.
1: No way! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Told you. As Not you again. Note it, Told you.
0: It seems to note you.
1: God! Why? A thick
0: clump of hair, what? almost akin to like a snapping snake lashes out <laughs> towards you. Two a piece
5: of this.
0: And I will need initiative <laughs>
5: from somebody. the party. Did I-,
6: <laughs> Did I not call that?
4: Oh I 100% called it,
0: but
2: I thought it
6: would be impossible.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the wing is attacking me. Oh my God, that is so funny. I could die. <laughs>
0: I will say I'm a little disappointed because uh, pair, it's, it's written into this book that if you don't make the DC 18 perception check for someone interacting with that wig, um, if you don't make that, putting it on your head is, continue, is considered to be willingly subjecting yourself. Oh, to oh, the no. oh
4: that would have been We'll so get into bad. the details
0: on that later. It is oh. bad
6: practice to put anything on your head without cleaning it first. Okay, <laughs> you gotta <it laughs> brush yeah. it off. Like All right, so let's keep up a little so
0: Sirenscape here. Sirenscape. Don't trust Wix.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Considering I the two we've really run into have both tried to murder Jordan specifically.
1: Uh, I can never go bald.
3: That's so. Funny.
1: Or if I do, I just got to go cue ball. Can't ever have a toupee <laughs> or anything.
0: Don't kill me. Just embrace it. All right, let's get some initiative. Jessica, what do we get for Verity?
1: Uh, Verity
2: rolls a 12 for a 15.
0: Mm. Nicely done. Jordan, what do we get for Cornelius? A perfectly average 10 for a 12 for Cornelius. Hey, ooh, fun. And Heather, what about Gwen?
3: Gwen rolls a six for a seven.
0: Rachel, what do we get for Felix?
3: Uh, I rolled a five for a seven.
0: Ouch. Nice. All right, and Ross, what do we get for Oliver? Uh, Oliver rolled a seven for a nine.
5: Ouch. Okay.
2: I mean, I'm the closest. Cornelius and I are higher because we're the closest to the problem.
5: It makes sense, yeah. I guess. We're the closest to the problem. I'm glad so I didn't you, say, and I immediately problem. put it on. Yeah.
6: I would have told you not to because of our previous experience with wigs. Yeah, we had
2: like just Cornelius about wouldn't this. have
1: known that could be a thing.
2: Yeah, but it's also yeah, it's a really but, nasty old wig, yeah. right? Like, even if it's beautiful, You it's just
1: press digitize that. The dust comes right that off. That takes fun.
0: time.
6: Yeah, but that's not immediately putting it on your
1: head. It's true.
0: It's mm-hmm. true. All oh, right. So, surprise attack round begins. Uh, yes. yep. Cornelius Marisette, you have first initiative.
1: I drop this wig!
0: <laughs> Free action.
1: <laughs> Free action, drop this wig!
0: <laughs>
1: Second action, run from the wig. Okay, so I will then take a five foot step away from the wig. I mean,
2: you should be able to just full on leave, right?
1: Uh, well, not if he wants to do something. Not if oh, I want to do true, something true, true. to that wig. <laughs> what a terrible day to not have Mage Hand. Mage Hand <laughs> the wig away.
0: <laughs> shoot, uh, shoot you, you cannot, Mage Hand does not work on creatures. Oh, that's right. It's a creature. It's
6: objects.
3: But it is hair, so it's probably flammable. Okay, when we're done, I don't have when flamm- we're done, Mage Hand every single one of these freaking mannequins. Knock <laughs> all the their hats <laughs> off <laughs> all the way.
0: As a fun side note, Mage Hand is actually a good way to determine whether or not something's magical. Because it specifically <laughs> doesn't work on magic items, even a magic yeah. item that is otherwise obscured. So mm. if you oh, don't have cool. to take magic, here you go.
1: Yep. Uh, but I don't have Mage Hand prepared, so I will instead hit it with an acid splash.
0: Okay. So you spring away, uh, turn, chant, and tone, gesture down at the thing as it begins to slither its way towards you. It's terrible.
1: Uh, It's flat-footed, so I roll a whopping 7 for
0: a 10. It Uh, it is, in fact, flat-footed. However, it is also tiny. Yeah, (laughs) it's very small. Basically, Cornelius picks this up. It wiggles and like begins to grab at him. Probably, I don't know if he screams, but throws it up in the oh, air. Oh, no, he and screams then hops in back. a <laughs>
1: most unladylike fashion.
6: <laughs> <laughs> unladylike, huh?
0: <laughs> yes,
1: a high-pitched mean- <laughs> squeal comes out of this man. <laughs>
0: Uh, springs life, really. back, uh, much to the surprise because again, uh, wow. you spring back basically in front of the door where the uh, the rest of your companions, the, uh, the the six other individuals have been in the previous room trying to console and speak with one another as suddenly you're just like, oh god, wig! <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: no, no,
6: no, no! We know it's a wig!
2: I can only imagine
0: now. Verity, considering that she also felt that perception role, probably kind of sneers back at Cornelius like maybe a spider climbed out of the wig. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, are you scared of wigs
4: now?
0: Until tendrils of hair burst from the wigs, <laughs> grab onto the ground, and begin to drag itself like some sort of horrifying Japanese horror movie hair monster Ooh. that crawls across the floor towards you. I don't like it. Uh, that does bring us to the animate hair, uh, which will first off go ahead and uh, five foot step into Cornelius's square. <laughs> I don't have I anything to hit it with Cornelius.
1: I've got my dagger. I guess I can dagger uh, how it. How
0: intelligent is this thing? Not particularly. Uh, yeah, it's going to go after Cornelius.
1: Oh, dang it. All right, I stab it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Uh, yeah, very, you can very stab that with your dagger. Yep, I roll a four for a five.
0: Uh, yeah, you flail earth. around wildly as the creature uh, begins to climb towards you. Yep, mm. sounds It's right.
6: shears, not a dagger.
0: It's a. Uh, it'll go ahead and make its attack at you. Yeah, I yeah. I deserve this
1: <laughs> somehow.
0: I don't think anyone uh, deserves that one. this. <laughs> Ooh, it's only an eleven to hit you. Fortunately, oh my as, uh, gosh, it
1: doesn't hit me. As you stumble <laughs> up, uh, back, against the I wall. A twelve, it misses me. <laughs> oh, hey, man.
0: nice. You desperately begin fending this off. I can all just imagine, like <laughs> any of those like movies. My brain immediately goes to uh, Evil Dead. But yeah. any of those movies where people have to, like, fight their own hand or something yeah. ridiculous yeah, where they're yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> as you're just struggling with this wig that <laughs> begins to climb its way up on top of you. Uh, it Cornelius to better be through. making
3: this as entertaining as Bruce Campbell did. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just imagining it's it's a Robin Williams-esque performance of freaking
0: out. In an extraordinarily disturbing Display it begins to almost shift through colors like an angered octopus as it begins to crawl <laughs> so up cool. you oh, as no. it continues its attack, bringing us to uh round one of combat. <laughs> Verity Corsina, you have first initiative.
2: My lord, Cornelius, what oh god, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Verity's gonna five foot step, hold still, and uh, swing her katana at the wig,
0: okay. Yep, you slide over heft and swing. <laughs> very slice very thing.
5: I'm going to knock this sucker off I'm of I'm going to roll a
6: nat 20.
0: Hey. We'll automatically hit. Threat roll to confirm.
6: Yeah, there we go.
2: I'm going to roll a nat 20 to confirm. No. Okay, way. An nice automatic
0: done. confirmation. I'm scared for the rest forward. of this day. <laughs> slice into this thing. Uh...
2: Only I can hurt Cornelius. <laughs> That's going to be 18 damage.
0: Ow. Wow. Yeah, so this thing springs out, surprises Cornelius, you slide over and with practice ease slice up and into the uh, basically into the the netting on the inside where it basically crawled its way inside of the wig like some sort of hermit crab uh, waiting for someone to try to put the wig on top of it themselves. Oh, uh, as you skewer up and slice through it, what you can only describe as this horrid fetid lump of black drain hair, like falls oh. free from it and slumps oh. onto the floor. Gross. Oh, I'm sorry. Gross. <laughs> i got another with that one, apparently. Oh. Uh, as you wrench your blade back free, it spasms and then expires uh, as oh actually Oh my this. gosh, you
1: just one shot
3: it like a
0: samurai <laughs> movie.
1: Wow. I love being a frontline fighter so much. Cornelius is just like in awe. Like, oh my gosh.
3: So is the wig still magical?
0: Uh, yeah, the wig's still magical. I just kind of <laughs> Did wipe my sword just off on, like,
2: the cloak of a nearby mannequin and, like, <laughs> <laughs> make a face, an unhappy face.
1: Wow. I cannot <laughs> believe you one-shotted that. That was impressive. Yeah, every, all the rest
0: of you turned back around and were like, what is even going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before anybody else went, that was intense. Why was, was
3: there so much screaming? Uh, that... Cornelius somehow
2: got a wig to attack him.
1: I did no such thing.
5: Could I at <laughs> least try to make a roll to figure out what the creature was?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be you good. I make a knowledge
5: dungeoneering if you? Oh, would so yeah, wish. no, never mind. I was gonna say, do I have
1: dungeoneering? <laughs> I don't I have not. that. I do not. Okay.
5: None so no, idea. no idea what that was. No <laughs> <laughs> idea. Disgusting!
6: Disgusting! Dead now. It I was think. disgusting. That is definitely what it was.
1: <laughs> right. uh, Cornelius um. will turn around to our uh, our six uh, survivors. It's not really my specialty, but I don't suppose any of you are uh, very good with aberrations and other such creatures? Living hair? Anyone a hairstylist? Especially things that crawl into wigs?
6: That's oddly
1: specific.
0: Well, technically speaking, it would be meta knowledge for Cornelius to even assume that he had to make a dungeoneering oh, check. Oh, yeah. yeah that I that's don't have I can't
1: even think to know that they might aberration. be some sort of,
0: like, undead, haunted hair. You have yeah. No idea. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, whatever it is, it's dead
5: now. I suppose we should uh, just disgusting. think the gods we don't have to deal with it again.
6: That's a heck of a haircut.
1: I very much do not like it down here.
2: I double check the hat and then I put it on my head.
1: <laughs> you turn, you flip the hat full inside out, make sure there's nothing inside.
2: Clean it first. Oh, well, yeah, I beat it to clean it a little bit. Checked it, put it on my head.
1: Cornelius will press to digitize the wig and then probably like glancing up at it, plop it on his head.
6: Oh, you're still going to wear that?
1: Oh, I cleaned it. It's fine. Is it covered in blood?
0: I pressed to digitize it. No, it's not covered in blood. (laughs) After a minute, he plops it on his head. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's about how long (laughs) it probably takes to get his heart rate down to a normal level after that level of fright.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway. Just because I didn't get a chance to actually do this, if you do put it on your head willingly. Oh, no. It attaches to your head. Oh, gosh. Uh, Any attacks that hit the animated hair also deal half of that damage to the animated hair and then half to the host. (laughs) As you're basically hitting someone in the head with your sword. (laughs) It can only be removed from the host with a successful grapple combat maneuver check against the animated hair's CMD.
1: Which I'm sure is high.
0: (laughs) However, it still can basically just pose as a wig the whole (laughs) time. Um, So even the person wearing it is unaware that it has attached itself. Uh, at which point it can use its empathy ability to communicate empathetically with the host, um, allowing it to encourage or discourage certain actions, although the host doesn't necessarily realize that that's actually where those feelings are coming from. And it can use murderous command on the host at will to make them stab other people.
1: (laughs) Hey, you know what? It could be worse. It could have been like Oliver that that was on. That's fair.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or Verity. Yeah, that
1: would have been bad for us.
0: Mm. Congratulations, Verity, on successfully defeating a wig. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We suppose we should going. solo.
1: Let me solo her moment
0: yeah. right there. Yeah. Double that, oh, yes.
3: That's why all those ones little happen. did you know
0: that that was mm-hmm. the uh, the millennia of wigs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think we would have been mm. in a lot more trouble.
0: Yep. It would have been a longer fight for one thing. <laughs> Cornelius yeah, now has sure. Scarlet Rot. Let's keep going.
3: He'll <laughs> <laughs>
1: fall over dead uh, in like two I gonna seconds. Say, I'm, I'm a
0: wizard. Everybody goes long with that. <laughs> yep. Unless he turns around and then jumps backwards for the rest of this dungeon. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Elden Ring reference. Yeah. So uh, the oozing slop that is this um, horrific monster of clump of hair uh, lays on Ew. the floor oh. as uh, Cornelius apparently quickly dusts off the wig and then puts it on. So, Looking like a dapper gentleman.
1: I, I, we look I at you. Weirdly, I think I'm. It's like I'm imagining one of those judge wigs uh-huh. that the uh, the Brits. Well, yeah, uh, you can, you can tie. Court. That's
0: a periwig. You can tie it up yeah. as a periwig. Uh, you can yeah. turn it uh, white if you so wish. It defaults to red.
1: Perfect. It's perfect for me. It was made for me, defaulting <laughs> to red to match my red hair. Verity Good? gives
2: you a look like, oh no.
1: <laughs> I don't even have to like you know put the put the the straightener on to straighten all my hair out. It's just straight now. Look at oh. that. <laughs>
5: Quite dapper. <laughs> he,
1: he puts the wig on and then does like one of those like model like twists to show Verity, and it's just like all in his face.
4: <laughs> uh,
1: Verity and looks
5: away. That ruins the effect. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, uh, perhaps unless we want to fight any more wigs.
1: Um, I really prefer not to.
2: I don't think you've fought anything. You just start on
3: the left and work our way around. Uh, yes, the eastern door. Assuming that way. If I point to the direction that would be up on this map is is north. This should probably connect to the room that connects back to the trophy hall.
1: Yes, the other door we haven't gone through. Mm. So I guess we're going to go to this uh, one that goes to the door not opened. Tally ho. Fair enough. will put himself in the back and try to touch nothing.
6: Wise decision.
1: Why is this decision? He'll oh, make I do all give day? my
6: lantern to
2: one of the people that have been hanging out with us.
0: Emistos, the uh, the halfling, would, would kind of gladly take it. It's like, oh, oh great oh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to this and I'll, ah, uh, hope, hopefully I'll stay here towards the center, out of the way. Hmm. Uh, again, as you you kind of walk back in there, Wolf and Guy and uh, Lady Gail, basically like, you know, they're still their own little kind of clump having a conversation. Mm. Uh, as the danger has become more prevalent, Malphine has kind of come back at, le- at the very least a little bit in her own as she has something to uh, to distract her from her uh, bereavement um, mm. as she clenches her weapon. As Verity hands us over, you know, gives all of you kind of a, a curt nod. Not necessarily curt in a disrespectful way but
2: I do give her kind of that like scan where you look someone like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Zubari after making certain that none of you were injured in that previous fight is uh, mm-hmm. more than happy to <laughs> hold up his position amazingly
1: not injured it, it wasn't was really a fight seconds. so
6: much as it was a quick little <laughs> distraction <laughs> I'm
1: just saying oh,
0: I, I just imagine
1: Verity did the like you know uns, un, like out of the scabbard one shot oh,
4: cool? oh, I do yeah. want
1: a yeah. quick the dry dry shot. just so I can do that
6: <laughs> in my life you, you just jinsicied it
1: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Man, we're on the video game references today.
6: Well, you know.
5: Ido
0: is that uh, that? martial art, by the way.
2: All right, here we go. I'm going to open this door,
0: hopefully. You make your way forward. You approach this other door that leads out of the chamber, unbeknownst to to any of you, players or characters alike, progressing in the order that the rooms are numbered in the book. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun.
1: As though guided by the hands of fate.
0: Making my job easier. (laughs) We try. The door opens to reveal a chamber almost identical in size to the chamber that you're in. Maybe a little bit shorter from one end to the other. Approximately 30 foot on each side. Lines of shelves run from left to right across this room, uh, occupying the majority of this square room. Glass windows, some with handles, others bearing locks, cover the front of these shelves. Dozens of objects line the individual shelves within, resting some on satin pillows Hmm. behind the protective glass panes. A door exits off towards your right and left and opposite. An additional three doors, one on each of the four walls of this room.
4: Hmm.
0: As the chamber seems to hold almost innumerable antiques.
6: Uh, I guess it's time to peruse the antiques. I wonder how many people even know this stuff is down here.
1: Well, based on the, uh, shall we say, disrepair of the place, not many, if any.
3: Well, there's 12 or so now. The curator, uh, Lady Vow, was under the impression that most everything that's down here is uncatalogued or catalogued incorrectly, and they have no idea what's underneath their feet.
6: (laughs) It's just Mm. unfortunate.
3: I
2: suppose we should find something useful, if we can.
0: By your estimates, the door off towards your right hand side uh, should lead you back into that central room where you fought the two armors before. Mm -hmm. So your guess was correct. Very good.
1: Alright. So I guess Cornelius will start with the old detect magic. Start narrowing that down.
0: Uh, any of those of you who are wishing to search any of the cabinets may do so uh, there are five cabinets in total um, again they are basically glass cabinet shelves running through the center of the room each of about 25 feet in overall length uh, with a three foot wide walkway between them
2: I guess verdi will take the one at the end uh, the farthest away one Felix will follow suit and do the next
1: very well yes.
3: everyone take one
1: I'm going to stay in the corner and detect magic
3: I guess Gwen will take a shelf are there perfect circles yeah are there circles in here that's a good question
0: Mm. Yes, there are numerous circles cut into the glass, although none of them cut far enough into the glass to actually penetrate uh, through or break the glass, just cut into the surface, much as you would kind of imagine from an an expert jewel thief would do, (laughs) except for not deep enough to actually cut through said glass. Hmm. The Protractor Man
1: strikes again.
2: Protractor (laughs) Man has a wide tool set.
0: And has been down here a long time to be able to draw all these perfect
1: circles.
6: Yes. Yeah.
0: Cornelius, you find an out of the way corner of the room um, somewhere that gives you an angle with your your cone of detect magic to cover a vast majority of the room if you're standing in the corner. Uh, Verity, Felix, Squin, Oliver, all of you begin making your way. Again, from a a Pathfinder standpoint, when we have this top down view, the room does look kind of crowded and it's like this would be a very awkward room to fight in. Mm. True. For all of you, again, there's about three foot walkways between here, so there's enough room for you to maneuver, even though it does feel a little cramped, like a convenience store that somehow decided to shove in an extra row. Mm. Mm. When Walmart puts
3: all those extra freaking things in the aisle and one cart can barely go one direction, so it's constant, you know.
1: Traffic jam jam. Uh jam
0: everywhere. The walls along the outside of this room are covered with numerous ancient maps, Uh, Dating back years and years and seemingly marking the progression of, you can only assume troops. Uh, A number of these are dated. Some of these maps date back the better part of uh, about 1500 years. Wow. The shelves here seem to be divided by different armies of exploration. Oh. Uh, There's no real perception rule required as you're going along through these. Uh, you can see any number of uh, things that seem to have been taken from the numerous uh, lands that Tal'Dor has either visited or conquered. Uh, There Ah. are orc scarificators, Kellid war drums, a ceremonial Brethren scabbard, uh, all broken Mm. and faded with time. There are dwarven mining picks and hammers, a stone and gem chunk from an elven Idara gateway.
4: Wow. Wow. whoa, own totem
0: of an Izgari shaman. Uh, and what appears to be some sort of bizarre device that is labeled as an inert technological gadget from distant Numeria. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's probably super dangerous. Yeah. Fortunately, you don't even have to make checks to identify as there's tiny little placards in front Oof. of these items scattered across the shelves. Nice. nice. So even if you didn't know, you know now. As you navigate your way, Cornelius, there are three magical auras in this room. As you focus for a second, well, again, you initially detect that there is magic. After another round, you can determine that there are three sources of magic. After following round, you can tell that one of them is in the third, one of them is in the fourth row, and one of them is the entirety of the floor of this chamber. Whoa. Oh, Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Like an
6: anti-theft thing?
1: So Cornelius uh, will say, (laughs) well, there's good news and bad news. Um, There seem to be two magical items uh, within this chamber. The third magical item is the entire floor, so I imagine probably some type of trap. Well, or safeguard. Could you tell us what it is?
6: That would
2: be one helpful. moment.
1: As Cornelius rolls his spellcraft to figure out what the heck this is, I roll a fourteen for a twenty-three to identify what is with the floor. The uh, the magic is an evocation, um, something similar to a shocking grasp, so probably electrifying the floor if we uh, were to pilfer anything from here is my guess, but I'm not sure what exactly it's
5: tied to. It is some kind of trap. Don't touch anything here.
6: Can you turn it off?
3: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's less helpful.
1: I am not really much of a thief.
3: Quinn looks back towards the other people that we have accumulated as we've traveled through here. <laughs> Come on, we to use a
1: rogue, right? <laughs>
0: uh, they didn't leave the previous room. They're not going to go into the mannequin room if I don't I blame guess them.
3: Gwen will open the but you door can open up the other she's door right and be quiet. like, hey
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Uh, as they're all kind of waiting outside that door, especially when you're like, the rooms connect. <laughs> Again, Gee seems to be kind of taking the lead as far as all of, all of them is concerned.
3: I don't suppose any of you are proficient in disabling locks or traps or other such she does air quotes nefarious uh, tasks. <laughs>
0: Guy just shakes his head. Um, No, that was was not something required of me during my my time of service. Wilfrin racistly, glances back towards the halfling, who just kind of looks (laughs) up at him, looks back. Uh, No, I've I've never stolen a thing in my life. Hmm.
1: Well, we should see what we'll be giving up by not uh, taking these, I suppose. And Cornelius will go focus uh, (laughs) the type magic on what are we going to be missing? Is it even worth trying to get?
3: Gwyn will glance down at our halfling friend and in halfling say, don't mind him.
0: Uh, uh, Thank you, uh, uh, my lady. I've I've, I've learned not to. um,
3: She, Gwyn uh, inclines her head and waits to see what stuff we'll be leaving through this electrified floor and wondering if we can just throw something at the glass display case okay, here, from another room. Here's what we
1: do y'all. There's probably nothing we could put this on, but we mission impossible this and just don't touch the floors while we
0: grab everything. Does anybody have climb rope? climb on the case and smash it. It's true.
1: No, why would we have
2: rope?
0: <laughs> also, yeah, that's true. We don't even have
2: rope If oh. it helps, there's
0: rope inside of the display case if you'd like to open it.
2: We're going to play floor is lava and we're going to do that
1: in a moment. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay, you may make a spellcraft check pertaining towards the two items in this room.
1: All right. Uh, first item is a 6 for a 15. Uh, second one is an 18 for a 27.
0: Uh, so the first item that you're looking at is a, it looks to be a jade carving. It is denoted as a Varation Protection Amulet. Uh, it is a jade carving in sh- the shape of a turtle. Oh. You have no that's idea what so it cute. does.
2: Oh. I bet it's natural armor
0: probably. The Turtle. other one is isgiri Shaman Cloak, according to the uh, the note denoting this. Uh, it is a beautiful cloak of uh, red fabric trimmed with raven's feathers uh, along the, the neck and collar.
6: It's Eileen the Crow. Uh,
0: you're able to identify this as a cloak of the Hedge Wizard,
1: uh, hmm. specifically of oh, nice.
0: the Abjuration School.
1: Oh, nice. Cool. That sounds like something Cornelius That's needs. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm already a, w- a wizard. Well, not really wizard, but you know. Hmm.
3: Gwen rolls an 18 for a 25 on the turtle.
0: Uh, So the turtle is a uh, amulet of natural armor plus one. Oh, nice. And the uh, cloak of the hedge wizard gives you uh, endure elements and shield as first level spells and cast resistance at will.
3: Nice.
1: Wow, that's not bad.
3: So when you say, are these like waist high cases or are they like full length cases?
0: They're head-high cases that stand on iron legs. So basically, there's a gap on the floor at about eight inches high, and then they stretch up to about, be about six feet high.
2: What if we bring one of those mannequins in and stand on the mannequin,
6: <laughs> just to get a grounding?
2: Does
1: wax conduct electricity? Time to Google.
6: <laughs> I don't
4: think it does. I don't, think I
6: don't it know
0: does either. if wax necessarily does. However, the they are not 100% wax. They are wax over an iron lattice, yeah, like on the inside. So. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. So where are these items?
1: Uh, so the one that Gwen was looking at... The central the one,
0: that, one, and then the one over from that one. So yeah, the, the one that
1: Felix four. was
5: looking at.
3: So what if one of us just gets on Oliver's shoulders? Is that high enough to lob something at these display cases with some sort of accuracy?
5: I mean, it feels like that
0: would just shock me at that point. No, <laughs> yeah. from the
3: doorway of the other room. That's what I'm saying. Oh. No.
0: Well, I mean, from you could basically hit the third display case from the doorway from the armor hall.
3: All right. the, what if we so, climb on the display case? If they got iron legs, and glass and, and iron both conduct electricity. Yeah. All right, so... And
1: glass doesn't do it particularly well, but yeah. we
3: will take up one of the broken pieces of armor from our armor friends and shoo everybody out of this room with the display cases.
5: Uh, this <laughs> seems exceptionally dangerous.
3: Verity leans over to Oliver.
2: Do you want to bet on if it'll win
5: or if it'll work? I'm sorry. This is... I'm afraid of what's about to happen.
3: So I'm going to lob it at that third display case. Everyone take a step back, please.
5: Yeah, we all the take a five-foot step back. The not
6: magical, is it? We don't know that. Well,
0: well, in, well in case the, it arcs from the room all we
5: the way have, We out. have no <laughs> idea how the trap actually works. I mean, it's going to be... Cornelius
1: steps himself all the way back with uh, with Guy and everybody. Very well.
0: So Gwen's doing the throw from I don't from have there. a lot of hit points. Yeah,
3: Gwen chunks it.
0: Uh, Yeah, so... It's an improvised weapon, so minus four penalty. Um, You're only throwing it five feet, so no range penalty on that. So, uh, yeah. Dex plus base attack, minus four.
3: All right, so I roll a 13, which gets me a 15, but with the minus four gets me a 11.
0: Okay. (laughs) An 11 will hit a glass display case from five feet away. Uh You reel back, you throw. It shatters through this.
6: And then Bioshock style... (laughs) crackles across the floor.
0: As it shatters through, um, it bursts through the display case. Unfortunately, it then bounces inside. It hits a 3,000-year-old elven vase which falls out and then shatters through the floor into 1,000 pieces. Uh, uh. The floor immediately sparks to an electrical current that runs through it, crackling along uh, not just the floor, but actually along the filigree leaf and vine designs across the walls and ceiling. <laughs> oh!
3: Gwen just kind of nods like, yeah. The
0: room even this room fills with the reek of ozone uh, and Gwen you can feel this uncomfortably like start, static sparking uh, running up along your uh, your arms and legs even those of you a few feet back from it just the sheer amount of electricity conducted in that room that would causes have your hair to of kind us. of like stand on end
3: hmm.
0: wouldn't have necessarily killed you but it would have definitely would have been unpleasant
3: does it go away after a few seconds
0: uh, yeah it's an instantaneous burst
3: Gwen, cast detect magic. Is the floor still magical?
0: Uh, it is quickly fading. Fading, so that means it's safe. It's either resetting
1: or it's a one use. Yeah, so either either way, go in, smash and grab.
3: So while it's resetting, Gwen runs in real fast and breaks the other display case.
1: Okay, <laughs> you know? yeah, you can run And uh, Cornelia still turn to Oliver. <laughs> she seems quite adept at doing this. You think
0: she's <laughs> done this before? <laughs> you shatter through the other display case. Uh, orc Fertility Totem falls out and smashes to the floor as you quickly like grab this other item. Truly, run back maybe out. we
2: don't destroy the artifacts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, Gwen, Gwen doing the
1: classic bard of being a little bit good at everything putting on the road cap for a second. I can tell that this is
0: slightly hurting Ross, but I kind Mm. of wonder if we have any like curators or anything (laughs) like that, that are listeners that are like, Oh my God. (laughs) She only
3: broke the two (laughs) things and she took everything else. Okay. It's not like we're smashing everything. It's true. But but she'll bring the two items out. (laughs) Mm. Quinn holds out the two items. All right. The floor is either resetting or it was a one and done. Considering how long it's been, I don't trust it. We should
1: probably try to move through that room as fast as possible, I would imagine.
6: We might be able to bypass it altogether, considering there are so many other doors. Well, what if the thing that we need is behind these doors? I'm saying it might loop.
1: There was one door that didn't look like it connected to any of the others.
2: Well, none of them seem to connect. I think it's a one and done. All right, well, if someone's going to put on the things, whatever these things are...
1: Let's do it and keep going.
6: Yeah, I'd give it to more of the fighter-y folks. I have a 17. What else do we have?
1: Oliver, what do you got for your AC? Uh,
5: 16.
3: I have an 18 with that new chainmail. Uh, so, so let's give yeah. it to Oliver,
1: and he can mm-hmm. have a 17 as well.
3: All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, and then the uh, the Cloak of the Hedge Wizard, anybody can use it. I believe it gives you those as spell-like abilities, so you don't have to actually know how to cast magic, right?
0: Uh, the Cloak of the Hedge Wizard, it... Basically allows you to activate them as an activation item.
1: Yeah, so mm. it's like it's like any other, like, you know, cloak of Arachnidia or whatever that you might have.
0: Oh, and also uh, every cloak of the Hedge Wizard gives you Prestidigitation as well.
1: Mm. Nice. We give it to Verity as the uh, only person who doesn't have magic.
0: <laughs> A little bit of magic for you.
2: I'm fine not having magic.
0: <laughs> it's more like who would benefit from this shield spell probably more than anything else right now.
1: Yeah, because I, I don't have that on my... Uh... On my list prepared right now, but I do have it in my spell book.
2: Well, and I'm probably not going to spend time casting shield during combat.
6: I mean, if nobody's going to take it, I'll wear it. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah go go for I it. have magic, hat. so I don't really need it.
1: Yeah, go for it.
6: I'm going to stab stuff, so I.
2: You're, you're I'm also more likely to get it. into the
1: fray than I am, because I'll be running as fast as possible away. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Cloak long the term, wizard. the
0: benefit of the Cloak of the Hedge Wizard is like, especially for the Abduration, is uh, Endure Elements, just because mm. it's. Yeah. A flat twenty-four hours, regardless of mm-hmm. cast level.
2: All right, I guess Verity's going to step into this room and head over to the far eastern door.
1: All right, and the rest of us, I suppose, will trickle in.
5: I will very gingerly step
0: into the room for a moment. Your entourage hangs back a little bit as they uh, they <laughs> kind of like, like hang it. out inside of the door and watch what's going on. They don't want to step into that room in case it resets and immediately re-triggers. I don't blame them. Yeah. No. You make your way back into this, uh, for lack of a better term, this artifact storage room, and over to the uh, the far right-hand side, approaching towards the door, uh, opposite of the door that you originally came into this room from. As you approach it, you reach out, turn the handle, and open this door. Fortunately, still not locked. Great. Revealing a room the same size as the room that you're in now, uh, 30 feet at a side. As you open this, ahead of you, you see a fearsome sight. Uh-oh. A massive winged beast posing ferociously in one room. corner of this square room. It's stuffed. Two wolves stand in similar poses yeah. in the far corners of the room while an immense coiled serpent, seemingly coiled and ready to strike. A small elephant stands in the center of the room, its head drooping far too low. Hmm. and the top of its neck torn open. Uh Uh-oh. Thick cords of rope hoist avian creatures of every size along the ceiling, with an impressive eagle taking up the most space above. As you look into this large chamber filled with taxidermied specimens. Hmm. All right. A single door exits out of this chamber off towards your left inside.
2: Can we tell why the elephants... I guess I want to investigate why the elephants torn open? Like, is it just age, or did something actually do that? Yeah, if something's
6: actually in there.
1: Sure, if you want. <laughs> I'll, uh, again, detect magic, uh, see if there's any magic in here, although probably not, given these are all taxidermied animals, but you, you never, never know. You never
3: man.
0: What is uh, Gwen up to?
3: Uh, I guess just seeing... Are all these just normal animals, or any of them magical beasts, or...?
0: Most of them look to be normal animals, except for the strange creature in the corner. For that, you would need to make a uh, Knowledge Arcana. Uh, Felix?
6: The elephant's in the center of the room. I'm going to check out the... Probably the one right next to me that looks like the turtle. The turtle? Turtle, turtle, yeah. turtle. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a large... Uh,
6: that was a throwback.
5: <laughs> there's a large tortoise. Oliver? Mm, Oliver will breathe a sigh of relief as he steps into this room. <laughs> and then uh, look at the... I guess I'll just stand by the northern door and try to keep guard at the moment. Okay.
0: Uh, so, Verity, first off, you may make me a uh, craft, if you have a craft or a praise.
2: A praise it is. But, and that one for a two.
0: Very well. <laughs> There's <laughs> not a critical failures, so... Uh, mm. I don't
2: really do taxidermy as a collector.
0: <laughs> you kind of look this over. If there was critical failures, it'd be like it ruptured open when aliens burst from inside of it or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. It's uh,
1: <laughs> the Dominion of the Black come to get you.
4: Ah.
0: Verity, again, looking this over. No. Um, sure. you think age. Curiously it's not just held together via wires. Uh, it looks like there's some sort of for lack of a better term like gears inside of this thing. Oh no. Oh,
1: Maybe I could move. It's a clockwork? Oh. Uh, Cornelia's sweeping
0: well. the room. There's nothing magical in this chamber that you can determine. Uh, fortunately hmm. no traps that you can easily see and nothing other uh, otherwise magical that you can find here. Felix glancing over the uh, uh, do you have knowledge of nature? No. It's some sort of uh, turtle. Not of the Teenage Mutant Ninja variety. Technically Mm. speaking, it's actually a tortoise.
6: Which do not like water. Yes. Well, well, (laughs) they like water, but you don't put them in water. They will drown.
0: Um, So look at this over. It does appear to actually, in fact, be some sort of a tortoise. Um, For visual reasons, it's something akin to like a Galapagos turtle. Mm. um, It's... It's the
1: writable kind.
0: <laughs> it's the writable type. If you're a halfling, uh, you didn't course, care yes. about getting someplace very quickly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just um, wanted to look upon the world on the top of a shell. Gwen, what did you make on your uh, Naldra A ten. No. Uh, it's a curious creature. It's a majestic beast with the body of a lion, the head and four legs of a great eagle, and a massive pair of feathered wings. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, as cool. it stands staring down. All of you would note that many of these... Uh, these creatures do have small plaques that give both a date on them uh, as well as oftentimes bearing a house emblem. Mm.
4: The, For learned, most of these it. are not who really died.
0: notable. Uh, Gwen, however, can recognize the Medusa head uh, emblem of House <laughs> Darhan on the, the base of the uh, griffin.
3: Does it label it as a griffin?
0: Uh, it does label this as a griffin. You know nothing about griffins, but apparently this is a griffin.
3: Oliver, it seems one of your family brought down this griffin.
0: Griffin, huh. or Gryphon. You're not positive
5: how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, with that, can I roll knowledge arcana to know about griffins? Glancing over there, go ahead and make me knowledge arcana. Let me think sure. about my
2: training as a lad.
5: I also get a plus two bonus if this is to identify a creature, which I assume it yeah. is yeah. to oh, identify
0: a creature, even if it's a dead text. Creature. creature. I roll a thirteen for a twenty-three. Not bad. Uh, with a twenty-three, you are familiar with the griffins. Um, they are not unknown in uh, White March and in fact you can tell that this is a uh, a griffin commonly referred to as a uh, world's edge griffin mm. uh, as they're mostly known to exist in the world's edge mountains uh, including those in White March they are notable as being different because their uh, feathers are lighter color and the body of the lion is a much lighter color almost borderlining white mm. Griffins are powerful aerial predators, swooping down from their high areas to take their prey with Beacon Talon. Uh, they are exceptionally aggressive and territorial, and they are no mere beasts, but rather calculating combatants and loyal companions uh, for those who can earn their respect, fighting to the death to protect their friends and kin. It's almost like a small piece of home. And these uh, originate from White March.
4: Ah. Hmm.
5: Fearsome creatures. This one must have been extremely difficult to take down.
6: It's rather majestic. It's almost sad to need to take it down.
5: It is
1: odd that it's here along with um, a turtle. Not really the biggest predator.
6: It's a tortoise. You don't like turtles.
1: <laughs> it's a tortoise, according, according to this plaque. <laughs> well, well, I just don't find them very competitive.
2: Well, I think the wolves and the snakes might be.
5: I think it was just submit to whatever you could. One of the houses probably just didn't have much in the way of hunting spirit.
1: What house has the turtle? I feel like that might be it's my it house. Sets. It's the <laughs> It's
0: Little do you know, this was actually a uh, juvenile dire snapping tortoise. <laughs> but <laughs> ah, Yeah, who knew? They're like, I really want to throw a dire snapping tortoise, but it's too high of a challenge rating, so let me put the juvenile template on it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Pathfinder, where you're killing baby monsters all over the place. Mm. Oh. Cornelia says you step forward to look over this... Uh, this elephant, as Verity, is just like whatever. I don't
2: know. Um,
0: especially when she's just like that's. It's apparently maybe they tried to turn it into a clock. I don't know. Mastodon Ridiculous. clock. After a second, all of you. Oh no! No. Here a click. Uh-oh. Oh, crud! Pretty as a curse. Tick 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 tick. Yep. tick as the two wolves. Oh. No. oh <laughs> rear up and throw back their heads in a mimicry of a howl. Coming from each of their mouths is this bizarre sound that vaguely sounds like a howl as these animatronics <laughs> seem to rear up. <laughs> no, uh, my biggest I fear like of Disneyland
1: that the animatronics get the us. During the movement,
0: the wolf closest to Cornelius' leg seems to splinter um, yeah. as it jerks to the side, collapsing back on one of its hind legs while the fur on the other wolf's back splits open from the action from a lack of movement in so long as the entirety of the fur just sloughs off onto Ah. the the platform, revealing this metallic skeleton full of clockwork gears of this rudimentary uh, clockwork device. Okay. Both of them let this horrible screeching sound out as the mechanical device seems to rear up attempt to continue its motion before stuttering and jerking as it does so following this uh, honestly somewhat horrific and probably Ugh. jolting display for all of you the griffin's wings spread wide oh. before the right one literally just falls off and strikes the floor what is um happening? as the clockwork animates think
3: it i it's Are we like dreaming? an animatronic it's to be an display. animated display yes, yeah but- what triggered it? It's terrible. Hate it's probably it. one of those. We've been in the room long enough. So moments something... later, <laughs>
0: its front leg wrenches up with enough okay. force to shatter the wooden platform it's standing on as the avian head of this horrific beast turns to look down at all of you with a screeching sound coming from inside of it before it begins to lumber its way sparks shooting from the sides of it as it wrenches itself free of the platform as the horrific animated griffin strides off of the platform towards all of you. Why? And I will need initiative from the party.
1: Oh. What? Wow. Wow. I think our ancestors made these horrible the things. Seriously, why?
6: This is like why? some Five Nights at Freddy's bullcrap.
1: Because <laughs> why was it programmed to do this?
5: Seems it's a Seriously. bit more lively than we initially anticipated. <laughs>
6: exactly. Who created this
2: It turned it to it would attack people?
5: Wild. I assume my knowledge of Griffins
0: is useless here. Nobody had that on on their
1: prediction list of what we were. You do have two questions
0: you may ask pertaining towards the Griffin. Um, You don't (laughs) know whether or not to be of any use, but. That will apply. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: good thing you're right next to it. That is wild. Wild, I say.
0: Uh, So let's get a little Sirenscape going, Uh, a little combat music, if you will. Sirenscape. Two fights, one episode.
2: Did Thanks to Verity ending
0: that other one so quickly. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah.
2: That's okay. I'm going last this time, y'all.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. Maybe the monster will get a chance. Uh, Verity.
1: Uh, Verity rolls a big five for an eight.
0: All right, Jordan. What do we get for Cornelius?
1: You're not going last because Cornelius rolls <laughs> a four for a two or a. T- a
3: four for, for a two? <laughs> wow,
1: negative <you're> negative two <laughs> initiative on fire. A four for a six. because math
3: is hard. <laughs> He's a gentleman and a scholar.
1: I, 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 I kindly let the lady go first. There's the minus
0: two that I let him know because that wig is still infested. And is <laughs> that <laughs> that oh, no, no. It's oh. like, oh, no, wait. It's not
1: time for the murder yet. Heather,
0: what did we get for? Gwen.
3: Gwen rolls a stupid perfect 20 on the most worthless thing <laughs> ever hey. for a 21. I know stupid, angry at
4: hey, perfect, perfect 20. Is not the most-
0: yeah, worthless thing ever. Stupid perfect twenties <laughs> need the most help. <laughs> <laughs> gotta take them back to perfect twenty school. Mm. I don't ask for worthless rolls. Uh, in the meantime, Rachel, what do we get for Felix?
4: Uh,
6: Felix rolled a sixteen for an
0: eighteen. All right, and Ross, what do we get for Oliver?
5: Oliver rolled a thirteen for a fifteen. Lucky number thirteen on episode thirteen. Ooh.
0: Oliver's like, uh, uh-huh, Darahan killed this once, and a Darahan will kill it again.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. After I'm this not... fight, you go scratch another like uh, an Oliver Darahan
1: was here <laughs> in the in, I, next to the plaque.
5: <laughs> can I borrow that arcane signet ring, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> All right, so Gwen Castner, yeah, first initiative.
3: Uh, I'm gonna smack it with my bastard sword.
0: All right, yeah, you wrench the blade around and swing out at the thing.
3: Um, I roll a 17 for a 20.
0: A 20 will strike your foe as you bring your sword around and lash out at the side of this thing.
3: Uh, I roll a six for uh, nine
0: damage. Nine points of damage. Nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah, again, this thing begins to clamor its way off of this platform and you just like instinctually like whip out with a sword cutting into the side of it. Uh, as your blade slices in, it easily goes through the uh, the tan taxidermied leather of the front side of this uh, before just clinging into whatever metallic inner workings are powering this thing. You move, Axe
3: I'm going to take a five-foot step to the side so Verity can get in here. Hopefully right. we All can right. kind of box this thing in.
0: You slide to the side, uh, positioning yourself between this and uh, uh, what, according to the placard, is a sloth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is
0: it actually a sloth? Don't worry, little buddy. I'll help you. Do any of you have knowledge of nature? Who knows? Nope. Uh, from there we go to <laughs> Felix Susfire.
6: Uh, I s- suppose I will shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot! Her. Uh, so I'm going to pull out Dignity's barb and 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 shoot.
0: That, I mean, I imagine you probably already had it out. Every of... room here has been dangerous very dangerous, dangerous in one way or yeah. another.
6: All right. That is a, well, uh, Gwen's and... In- melee, so I'm going to have to take a minus four. Great. So that means I rolled a 15 for a 15.
0: A 15 will strike the broadside hey. of this massive, jerking, mechanical <laughs> monstrosity.
1: It is not often we fight a large-sized creature at a second level.
6: <laughs> that would be five points of damage.
0: Ow. A solid blow as the uh, the bolts shoots forward. Uh, slices into the breast of this thing you can hear this clattering sound coming from inside of it like you just dropped it inside of a metal tin some of the gears are just seizing up hey at least I hit this time (laughs) you did taking us from Felix to Oliver oh hey Uh, you do have two questions pertaining towards the um, the griffin (laughs) towards the griffin (laughs) (laughs) ah excellent well you may also make a knowledge arcana if you have it
5: I would you know what I do have that and this is still a creature so (laughs) yeah technically correct the best kind of correct (laughs) all right i roll an 18 for a
0: 28 on identifying it Uh, with the 28 you do know what this is this is a creature commonly referred to as a taxidermic creature Mm. a taxidermic creature is a construct built of a dead creature animated by alchemical or occult processes they are bereft of intelligence but possess a rudimentary form of instinct and follow basic instructions from their creators Unless given strict commands, the actions of these creatures are generally unpredictable. And if left unattended, will go wild.
2: I really hate uh, our why? ancestors. Why On would you rare put occasions,
0: unattended, preserved alchemically or magically creatures can corrupt over time to spontaneously create such taxidermic creatures. Oh, Oh! they didn't uh, intend them to be these. Yeah. They just turned into them. Uh, basically over time, the magic can just go, and now I animate, ha ha.
1: Ah, nerds. Big
3: wow.
5: They were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't it think. Didn't.
0: <laughs> so
3: originally, all of these animals probably just moved around and made a little animatronic show. And yeah. then this one was bad. This one <laughs> yeah, got bad. Yeah, but this bad. one pulled a
0: whole Wally or a Johnny Five <laughs> or something like that. Like that. Murdering people. <laughs> yeah, so you did get a 28 to identify this. So you may actually ask three questions <laughs> pertaining towards the taxidermic creature. Hooray! Uh, let's go on ahead and get defenses. So, first off, they are constructs, therefore they have the standard construct traits. They are Mm. immune to death effects, disease, mind affecting effects, charms, compulsions, phantasms, patterns, and morale effects, necromancy effects, paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save, unless it also affects objects. Excellent. Uh, In addition to that, you are aware that the taxidermic creatures, as far as constructs are concerned, are very rudimentary constructs, and as such, uh, all of them do possess a weakness. Hmm. Although knowing what its weakness would be is a separate question. What is this creature's weakness? Uh, you can tell that this creature is supported via a wire frame, um, as well as its clockwork internal mechanisms. And as such, the thick wiring um, that supports the taxidermic creature does mean that a it counts as metal for the purpose of any abilities or effects that affect metal, such as chill metal or shocking grasp. Hmm. And b it gives it a vulnerability to electricity.
5: Okay. All right. And uh, last question, I suppose.
0: Let's do special attacks. For your benefit, I'm going to combine these. Okay. So, as far as special attacks are concerned, the taxidermic creature actually possesses the special attacks of the creature it was taxidermied from. Oh, which you already identified what? a griffin. <laughs> wow! Oh.
1: That's, <laughs> but, uh, that's bad!
0: As such, you are aware that uh, you want to stay close. It's a good thing that Gwen didn't pull back, as the creature possesses pounce, which means that if it can charge, it can get a full-out oh. attack.
6: Oh. oh, no! And it also
0: possesses rake, meaning if it charges, it'll actually get to use all four of its claws in its bite.
5: Ouch. Wow! Stay in the air and blast it with electricity if you can. Oliver advances. Well, uh, then taking... we should
6: have lured it into the other room. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> we
0: could have lured it in
5: there. Trapped taking it been a five-foot step forward.
0: <laughs> uh, if only you hadn't, yeah, that would have been a wonderful trap. You've all about through, it just one like...
3: vase and one totem getting broken. If we lured this thing into there, everything would have been destroyed.
0: There's Very good point. Oliver's like, quiet, well, I destroy <laughs> this historical artifact, and then swings at this thing. Quite feasibly, we <laughs> would
5: have been destroyed as well. Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean if the trap went off well, all of us are in the room mm. I don't feel like that would be a great yeah, thing we're also... uh, as a swift action Oliver snaps his fingers charging up the already magical oak heart with additional magic uh, turning it to a plus two weapon cool all right and then I will go on ahead and strike you step forward you heft the axe and swing I
1: see you too don't have shocking grasp <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, that wasn't great. I rolled an 8 for a grand total of a 14, even with the extra magical bonuses.
0: A 14 does still nice. strike the side of this <laughs> massive creature as you whip your weapon around and slam into it. All right. Uh, it does not seem to possess the speed or agility of uh, the actual griffin. It's also still flat-footed because it has mm. not caught Ah, that's sure. true. That probably helps. Uh, that is a total, then, of 9 points of damage. Ooh, a good hit. As you slam the axe into the side of it, there's a reverberating sound from within it, like striking the side of a barrel. Hmm. All
5: right, so we've got it pinned in. It can't pounce us. That's my turn.
0: Very well. Speaking of pouncing, Verity. Ah, Verity pounces. No. Um, <laughs> she rakes Verity it with her hind forward. claws. <laughs> yes, uh,
2: Verity moves forward, and I will also take a slosh at our friend the griffin.
0: All of you closing in before it got that that initiative roll for it was terrible. That yeah. really messed up it having reach.
2: Well, a uh, 16 for a 21 to hit it with my
0: 21. will strike your target as you charge towards the beast.
2: OK, let's see. That's going to be seven points of damage
0: slicing into the thing. Very
6: nice. Well,
2: let's- uh, as
0: you cut deep into the side of the creature. Uh, Again, you slice into the lower portion of it where what looks to be um, sawdust, basically, that been used to fill it out some, (laughs) begins pouring out onto the floor in this uh, this small pool.
2: I don't imagine it's going to be that pleasant being up close to the thing either.
0: Still has claws and a beak, yes. Mm. Uh, As we go back to the griffin, its head almost splits entirely open as the (laughs) animatronics on its beak snap open to far wider than it should for an avian. No thanks. As you can see, all the turning gears and such inside of its now-open mall.
2: I feel like this is a horrible place we've entered.
1: Everything is bad here. <laughs> I would I like don't to point
5: say. out the Darhans know very little about constructing clockworks. So we probably didn't make this. <laughs> this
1: oh, is clearly yes, a Marisette certainly.
5: special, let's <laughs> be real.
2: No, magic. It's one yeah, of those that's creepy true. They other magic. wizard clockwork families.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's going to uh, go ahead and just try to kill you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like a plan. Uh, it will go ahead doable. and start with its bite. You know what? Oliver hit it for a good amount, and there might still be some latent memory in this thing. Oh, It sees your (laughs) signet ring. (laughs) She's like, I remember. (laughs) It sees your gray eyes, which were the last thing that it saw in life as it Uh, turns down towards you. (laughs) Those Darahan gray eyes. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's going to go ahead and snap its beak down at Oliver. Sounds like like a good time. Let's do this. That is probably going to be a hit. That is a 23. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, slicing into Oliver, uh, fortunately, as it chomps onto you, you're able to basically like get down and far enough out of the way. As it bites, it d- does still catch you in the forearm, dealing three points of damage. Uh, uh-huh. Not nearly as bad as you would expect. It snaps like somebody built a bear trap into this thing's head.
6: Oh my god. Still oh.
0: game. Ah. It then brings uh, one of its cumbersome talons up and slices down at you. Hooray. Uh, slicing danger. out at you with a 16. <laughs>
5: Thanks to that amulet, A16
0: Woo-hoo! does not hit me.
6: Oh <laughs> my goodness, that was the right move.
5: There's a
0: there's a gleaming uh, green protective sheen over you as the uh, the jade turtle amulet helps to uh, deflect this as the claw does slam into you and batter you into the side of this elephant. You hear a kind of whirring inside there like the elephant's trying to clockwork animate do something. But <laughs> oh no. You be quiet. <laughs> it's just trying to uh, lift the head up and down, hopefully. Uh, as the creature rears up with its left claw to bring that to bear, there's a snapping sound uh, as the entirety of its left fore leg flies off across the room <laughs> before shattering through a uh, stuffed owl. Duck
3: Cornelius, duck. Directly over
0: Cornelius's head, shattering <laughs> the stuffed owl as oh feathers my. come raining Yikes. down, uh, taking us from the animated griffin who uh, it's tasted blood now, uh, to Cornelius.
1: <laughs> that is. Uh, this is terrible. This is so many horror moments all in one. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna use my Force Strike uh, mm-hmm. feature uh, to lob a uh, magic missile at it because, uh, oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, it's it's still powering along despite three telling hits to it.
1: I will uh, do six points of force damage to it now.
4: All
0: right. Very well. Right. A strong hit as a purple shard streaks across the distance and slices into the thing. It opens up its mouth in a silent screech of rage. <laughs> In unfeeling rage. Uh, the only screech coming from it, the horrible sound of its grinding gears inside of its body.
1: Ugh. I'll go ahead and also take a five-foot step closer to the door slash Felix. Farewell. In case any of the rest of these decide they want to animate.
3: Mostly just Felix. It
1: lets out another girlish <laughs> yeah. scream, grabs on Felix's in case arm. Just everything decides to go evil in this room. <laughs> oh I'm God. the first one out the door.
0: He blasts it, lets out a girlish scream, grabs Felix, and then pulls his wig down over his eyes so he doesn't <laughs> have to watch the devastation that's about to
1: come. I have a very delicate sensibility.
0: <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Bringing us from there, it's the lovable coward. That's uh, that's what always sold people on Shaggy. It's, it's true. true. Yeah. It's true. To yeah,
6: but Shaggy also
3: had Scooby.
5: To quote it's a true. great comedian, international currency right there, Scooby and
3: Shaggy. <laughs> true. I will uh, swing my bastard sword at this thing again. All right. Uh, that is a twelve for a fifteen
0: a 15 will strike your foe as you bring your bastard sword around and begin to hammer chopping into this thing's side
3: i roll an eight so 11 points of damage
0: wow it is still powering through Mm. as it continues to rear up over you Uh, again you wedge your weapon in there and start to like turn and try to twist your blade in uh, before there's this horrible screeching sound the thing jerks oddly like you've stopped one of its movements before you retract your blade with a large like notch missing out of the edge of the sword.
3: Gwen looks upset at this. She just got her hands on a bastard sword.
0: <laughs> Taking us from Gwen to Felix. Uh,
3: I suppose
6: I will reload and shoot again.
0: Yeah. yeah. So move action to reload, standard action to fire as you pull another bolt load. And uh, fortunately, again, this thing is so large, you don't have to worry too much. You just have to aim high over your companions.
6: Uh, I still don't think a 10 going to do it.
0: Mm. Uh, unfortunately, no. It's got yeah. its... uh. Mm. basically as you turn some sort of instinct takes over and it brings its one remaining wing over as the uh, yeah. arrow strikes harmlessly into the feathers of that wing mm. uh, taking us from Felix to Oliver Darhan All right, you feathery. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, that's rather unkind of you, Oliver. And it's like, no, you don't understand. In the world's edge mountains, the griffin father always abandons the nest. They're all bastards.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're,
5: they're actually known as deadbeat griffins oftentimes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's not bad. I roll a 10 for a 16. A 16 will strike your foe. Uh, as for a solid
0: eight points of damage. So nice. yeah, as you Continue bring your weapon around, home. you leap up. Just kind of grab onto the scruff of the feathers around this thing's neck before burying the hatchet in the thing's mechanical skull. Ah, very good. Sadly, does nothing as the thing continues. <laughs> does <laughs> nothing as it rips your arm off. Uh, no, the thing shudders with this and doesn't collapse. It just stops moving.
6: Oh, okay.
0: As it returns back Close to enough. being an otherwise inanimate taxidermied statue, as you fall free from the thing and drop back to your feet on the uh, the floor below. <sighs> Mm.
2: I feel like I just saw history get relived. <laughs>
1: Cornelius turns to turns to Felix. He looks very. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I was gonna make the same joke as when I did with the. Uh, uh, like he's done this before. Gwen, Gwen, smashing those things. No, but yeah. whatever, I can't do it.
6: <laughs> uh, I figure Felix watches you stutter for a second and then goes over to Oliver to heal him up.
5: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Did yep. take a bit of a slice out of me there.
4: Yeah. Mm. So we'll it's a, a,
5: huh? I was, so was going to say, a it's a after bit. this
0: that Verity notices the sign above the door that says Relive History. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Very good. laughs> All
6: right. I'll oh, no! A, a cure light on you real quick.
2: I like
5: to think that if uh, Darhan would, hadn't come here, this thing would not have animated. and yeah. just <laughs> have it, just it. it
1: was specifically after your blood.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oliver,
2: I'm starting to think this may not be your day. Uh,
5: no, no. I should have to think that it's anyone's day today.
6: No. Ah! <laughs> you heal for three.
5: Yeah. Hey! Wow! I think this is the like third one that somebody's gotten to heal me. But I mean, I'm not. Ouch. It's fine. I, I got more. Well, hit points, did you know Oliver so. is
1: actually resistant to magic slightly? <laughs>
2: what time is it? It is a new day, isn't it? Technically. I'm uh, sure I have it's after no idea hmm.
5: It's less tender, at least. Thank you.
2: All right. All right. <laughs> Onwards, yes.
5: yes I suppose we all, I'm going to eye those room.
2: wolves that yeah. moved.
1: <laughs> I was going to say there's a there's a strong urge to just start hacking at all of these.
2: I'm just going to head to the door, past the wolves, keeping an eye on the wolves.
5: Strong spirit even in death.
1: I guess Cornelius will poke his head back into the uh, the room with all the cases to shout at everybody that this room is clear and come on in.
0: <laughs>
2: well, or stay out there. You're fine.
0: Gabe uh, makes his way forward. Thank you for your assistance. Um, for handling that force
2: We haven't cleared the rest of the doors That are into the rooms over uh, there though
3: I don't think we should leave them Too terribly far behind us though
0: Yes I agree We may need you and you could possibly Use our aid
3: no, Are there yeah. any circles in this room? Gwen will glance around as we make our way to the only door that exits this room uh, Surprisingly not mm-hmm. This room is bereft Of the circles we've seen everywhere else hmm.
6: I wonder if those things Start waking up and it drives them off or perhaps the the circle bandit or whatever, just doesn't like animals.
0: Perhaps not. I suppose we can ask them if we meet them. Scared of every animal. He has every phobia. Yes, all the phobes. <laughs> Came in here once, saw a rat, nearly passed out, and ran away.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if these things started moving, like, without knowing anything about clockworks or anything, you know, most people would be like, oh, God, and run. Yeah,
0: that's true. Scary. But yeah, there's a single door that exits out of this chamber.
2: Okay, here we go. Open the door.
0: You open the door and step out into the hallway beyond. As you do so, you enter into uh, what appears to be a long hallway, judging by the fact that even in the light coming from your various magical and other sources, it seems to stretch away far off towards both your right and left. Hmm. The walls here are done in the traditional Tal'dane style. Uh, as far as the older architectural style is concerned of large blank areas, three foot high um, chair rail running along the side with pillars every 10 feet uh, along the walls, both towards the left and right half pillars uh, mm-hmm. that are connected onto the wall and support the arched ceiling overhead. Again, all of you are Talde nobles and you have been down inside of uh, older portions of your own family estates or homes. So it gives a a mixed kind of feeling of either an older portion of the building, like an archive or a cellar. Hmm. Sort of mixed with this, uh, again, it's much the architectural style that the Taldane use for tombs as well. Uh, If any of you are seeing pictures of uh, old Roman catacombs and things Mm -hmm. like that, it's very much in that Hmm. architectural style.
6: Ah. Gotcha. Ah. Uh,
0: You can tell that off towards the right-hand side, it goes for some distance uh, before reaching a turn uh, to the right taking you back somewhere uh, further around the corner and off towards your left hand side your light plays over another iron door on the wall on the left hand side that you believe leads back into possibly that uh, artifact storage room
2: I do feel we should go left and complete the circuit as it were
5: something over there is aware of us that could double back and get up behind us I agree probably best to be checking that way first
2: I agree as well Alright, so I assume we'll just kind of walk to the left, opening, you know, the doors that we think go certain places.
0: You turn. Approach towards the first door. Opening it, unsurprisingly, reveals that it leads back into the artifact storage room that you've been in previously. Mm. Ahead, you can see another door on the edge of your illumination that you believe would probably lead back to the chamber with the waxen figures that you had seen.
2: Yep, better safe than sorry. As you
0: make your way down towards this door you see an additional door ahead on the left hand side almost equal distance to the one that you're beginning to approach on the same left hand side on the same wall possibly from a room off of where the uh, waxen figures were although of more note is a larger more ornate looking door ahead on the right hand side this door seems to be much larger and unlike any other place in this hallway, is covered in hundreds of chalk circles
4: mm,
2: of wow.
0: various size and height. Odd. Overlapping, interlinking in a complex array with additions to this one that you have not seen elsewhere, which seem to be numerous signs of mathematical formula. Huh. Hmm written along the sides and bisecting many of the circles here. Hmm. And you can find out what those are next time. (laughs) It's a
3: geomancer. We're Uh (laughs) all... It's math
0: time. Uh, It's a calculator.
5: They're gonna cast spells on all of us at the same level. (laughs) They're using
2: Uh, the sacred geometry special Pathfinder rules.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's what you get for all standing on level one. No... Yeah, so yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, Thank you for joining us this week. And uh, thank you, of course, to our patrons for their continued patronage and support. Without you guys, uh, we obviously uh, could not keep going with this. We have had a wonderful upsurge in support these last two months uh, since we've launched this new show. And we hope to see that continue uh, going forward as we are tick tick ticking our way closer to reaching our next goal, which will be a weekly release of the Tyrant's Grasp Adventure Path. So if that sounds like something you'd be excited for and uh, you want to jump in on that before we reach episode 100, please do.
1: And if you're like, wait, what is Tyrant's Grasp? Uh, and it's on our Patreon and you want to take a look and a little preview of it. We do have a new one dollar tier that, is that you get true. access to the
0: first dozen
1: episodes. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. And trust me, if episode number nine shocked you a little bit <laughs> in, uh, in this playthrough <laughs> of War wait. for the Crown, uh, there are some early on surprises in Tyrant's Grasp as well that you should That's definitely true. check out. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah and until next time good luck Pathfinders Goodbye. good luck out there. Uh-huh.
1: Ugh, I got to draw some gross. blood with that second creature oh my gosh <laughs> what, what an unexpected thing to fight yeah
0: And the Pathfinder Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.